Welcome to San Diego News Fix, The Backstory. I'm Luis Cruz. Every week, we're giving you a behind-the-scenes look at our industry and our newsroom. Today, we're talking about the photos of atrocities in Ukraine and why some conflicts around the world receive more media coverage than others. Joining me today is Director of Photo and Video at the Union Tribune, Sam Hudson, Deputy Editorial and Opinion Editor, Laura Castaneda, Managing Editor, Laura Sacalo, and we begin with editor and publisher, Jeff Light. Jeff? Okay, thank you, Luis. Yeah, this is a, a, a pretty significant and uh, a difficult topic, I think. Uh, so we'll only get to a little bit of it here, and we're, we're going to have more uh, opinions than answers, I think. Uh, but let's start with uh, Sam and Laura. Uh, we faced this question uh, earlier this week about the photos of uh, atrocities in Ukraine. And I guess Sam, maybe to set it up for us, what, what, what was going on? And uh, I think you were the one who early in the day raised your hand and said, hey, there's some stuff that, that you're gonna wanna look at. Um, and so why don't you give us the backdrop on all this? Yeah, I've been doing the uh, typical exercise that we do over here daily of pouring through the images from the wire, looking at what's happening in the nation and in the world. And obviously, we're paying particular attention right now to the pictures that are coming out of Ukraine. Uh, and the tenor of those pictures had changed pretty significantly, uh, going from seeing lots of sort of uh, blown out buildings and things like that, to all of a sudden seeing very troubling pictures of uh of uh, civilians, particularly civilians in Bucha, who uh, appeared to have had been uh, executed with their hands tied behind their their backs, um, pictures that looked like bodies had been laying in in the street for days or weeks. Uh, you know, their their bodies, you know, with rigor mortis and um, very distressing images to look at, and uh, obviously pretty important images that were uh, driving uh, a narrative in the news about whether we were approaching a new phase in this war, whether Vladimir Putin had committed war crimes, whether this amounted to genocide. And that was the discussion of the day. And it was all because we were seeing these images start to come out. So we had to make a decision about whether we whether we wanted to show those images to our readers and how we would display them to them and uh, and how those would play on the front page of the newspaper, which is, uh, I don't think there's one answer to what you should do there, but it, it's certainly a challenging question that we had to approach. Yeah, okay. So in Laura, we uh, looked with Sam at uh, a bunch of pictures. Uh, I remember one picture that showed a group of men, maybe seven or eight men in a backyard or a yard, uh, different uh, states of undress, um, uh, some with their hands bound. I remember one in particular really facing the camera, all shot dead. Um, and uh, I think Sam, that was, that was the picture that you thought was the most important, correct? It was certainly the one that uh, most fully told the story as, as distressing as it was to look at. Okay, and then we and and but then we looked at several others, and and in the end, uh, we actually ran on the front page a different photo. So uh, um, maybe Laura, you could just describe uh, that picture in our decision. Right, that that picture that we ultimately ran the the largest photo we ran on the front page was 
similar in that it showed bodies in this yard, but it also included uh, a woman standing kind of at the background of the photo uh, with a look of horror on her face, you know, her hand kind of over her mouth as she viewed what was, uh, according to the New York Times, bodies that she found in her yard. Um, and I felt as though that woman uh, told a different part of the story. Um, I agree with Sam that the, the, the bodies and the state of the bodies definitely told the story of the day. But I also felt having maybe a little less graphic view of the bodies coupled with the woman's reaction uh, was, was maybe the better story for, for the front page. And just to piggyback, the story that day very much was about the, the calls for uh, a war crimes tribunal. Were these war crimes? Is that what's happening? And so that's, um, that's part of the reason that that photo really married with the news of the day. Yeah, now the three of us had a similar conversation not long ago uh, when we, after the um, uh, uh, murder of Margarito Martinez in Tijuana about uh, pictures that also uh, were pictures of dead bodies, right? And interestingly, uh, uh, not in the same time period, but sort of on the same scale. I think uh, uh, annually, maybe 2,000 people are murdered in uh, Tijuana, many of them with their hands bound behind their backs and shot in the head. Uh, uh, very similar uh, uh, method of death as we're seeing in Ukraine. Um, and I think the official number, which might be way off, of uh, civilian deaths in Ukraine right now, uh, this morning was 935. So these numbers are actually sort of similar. And I guess uh, um, it raised interesting questions for me, both those conversations. And in both those cases, we ran these, uh, these grizzly pictures. Um, so Sam, like you do this every day, scrolling that wire, and there is conflict around the globe um, and we can talk about some of them in a couple of minutes. Some conflicts, on some ways, of the scale of the Ukraine, um, but we don't usually use the pictures. So, 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 tell me a little bit about, you know, this moment and this conflict. Yeah, well, it, you know, in general, a lot of the decision making about what picture is going out there is also. Uh, based in large part by what story is going out there as well. So, of course, over the past few weeks, we've we've had um, a lot of stories about the Ukraine out there for very good reason. Um, but I, I think there is something in there too about how we make the decisions about sort of how grisly of a picture is is appropriate that has to do with the impact on our readers. Um, you know, and I think about it. At the end of the day, we are a local newspaper, right? And we do present still to the to our readers, uh, news from around the world. And I often think that a lot of that decision-making is uh, influenced by how much might it affect us here at home. So pictures um, from Tijuana are obviously very relevant to us if there are brutal murders taking place 20 miles away from where we live. Uh, I think that's incredibly relevant and that's obviously plays into the decision-making. Um, similarly, I think when there are 
um, atrocities at this level in Ukraine and leveled by a country like Russia in a way that has the the potential that, that has a lot of people using the words World War Three uh, as a as a military community, as a as people in a you know a, a, a very strong military country. That that's pretty relevant to us here at home, and because of that, I think that we take a little bit more. Um, our, our readers might take a little bit more interest in the picture, and it might affect their it might directly affect their lives more often. Which isn't to say that the the pictures from atrocities around the world are not important or relevant, uh, but they but that they may not have as direct of an impact on our readers' mm. lives. Interesting, interesting argument, and and yeah, clearly the Ukraine war really a proxy war between the U.S. and Russia. There's certainly big news. Uh, treated differently, though, than the war in Syria, where there was the line. Remember, uh, Obama said that you were drawing a line in the sand. That was, you know, also a big deal. And I think the terms of in terms of dislocated peoples and atrocities and the proxy players, the U.S. and Russia, very different, right? So Laura, how, how do you, Sam sort of a, a little bit shifted it into your lap. It's the Turned it back on me. That's, that's big, absolutely big what I did. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how, like, tell me about that. Like, how, well, and I, how do you I feel think, about all that? I think it's an interesting point that, that Sam made about the, the relevance because the murders in Tijuana or Baja the argument that those are relevant to our readers, I certainly don't dispute, but until we have this recent discussion about Margarito's photos, we weren't running those photos. So the proximity is not necessarily the deciding factor for us, the fact that it's happening, you know, right across the border from us. Um, but I, you know, I've, I've, been reading and hearing uh, a lot of criticism of the media in general in, in terms of the way that the coverage of the Ukraine war has has gone and the the concerns about is is this racism that we're seeing in mm -hmm. the way that the media has covered this and I'm I am sensitive to the idea or the perception that in general, um, the media can sometimes normalize violence in certain parts of the world. You know, that um, the perceptions of the Middle East or Latin America, that things that occur there, the media may turn a, a blind eye to, essentially. Um, either because the conflicts are so long tenured or, you know, people's perceptions of, of what uh, is the root of that violence. And I, I, I'm not disputing the criticism at all. I, I'm very sensitive to it. Yeah, so um, those issues of race, racism or ethnocentrism or, uh, or, uh, it might not affect me, I guess, but that we see play out in the, the way, like for instance, the atrocities in Myanmar, 
are covered or were covered. It's ongoing, actually. There's a whole story today about war crimes in Myanmar uh, versus the way uh, this story is covered. Like, in a way, is it, you know, that criticism of the media, I think, is legitimate because what the media is doing by covering the world and, and the communities of its readers, it, it is uh, uh, amplifying that community view, which, which you know, who's to say whether it's the right view? I'm not, I'm not sure. In this case, we all feel comfortable with it. Right. No, I, I would agree. And I, I would also add, though, that for us, as a local paper, part of this story, though, is what's happening at the border. And, you know, there ha there's also been criticism and questions raised about the treatment of Ukrainian refugees at the border. You know, they just opened up Ped West to allow these people to use Ped West to come into the country. Why are these people seeking safety and or asylum treated differently than people from Latin America or Central America? And yeah, I think who were, one, who were camped in the in the rain and the mud for months without a special opening, right? Right. And and nobody with a huge setup on the other side of the border waiting to greet them and give them transportation and uh, interpret for them. And I think part of our responsibility is to report on that, to reflect that and report that. And that's that's part of the value that we can bring to this coverage. It is happening on our border. It is a matter of public interest and public discourse. And I think we have written those stories and raised the questions about mm -hmm. those disparities. Yeah. And, uh... Forgive me. Uh, yeah, Kate Morrissey in particular had uh, an early and really strong story uh, raising that question very directly. So, right. Uh, Laura Castaneda, I, I wanted to hear from you because you're a member of uh, uh, the group that meets with the Community Advisory Board monthly. And we had an interesting conversation along these lines uh, this week where this broader question of, uh, uh, you know, whose story gets told came up. And um, I, I just thought you might want to share some of what you heard or your thoughts about all of that? Well, we're fortunate enough that we have um, members on the community advisory board from different uh, ethnic groups, different neighborhoods in San Diego um, who take part and who are very vocal about trying to put forth events and things and stories that they want to see covered or they will let us know when they don't think we're doing a great job. So that's a good thing and we're very very, very lucky to have those voices that are, you know, we're forming these relationships with and they're, and they're willing to uh, to keep us in check, so to speak. And we had that situation with one of our very valued community advisory board folks. Um, I, I don't know if you want me to mention her name. <laughs> no, no I think I think we should keep, you know, that's a private space, but the message was super important. And, um, she was very uh, blatant about just what Laura was talking about how certain uh, wars are being treated than others and how certain, uh, you know, parts of the Middle East are being completely ignored. And why isn't, you know, why isn't this situation being covered? And, you know, I don't think there's an easy answer. I think, you know, a lot of the complex things that we're talking about here right now come into play. Um, 
Sam, I, I heard you say, you know, how about, about this community caring about something that's 20 minutes away, right? I live three minutes away. I'm all the way down in, in the, I'm two exits away from the US-Mexico border. So for a lot of us, it's way closer than that. I can almost see those tents, you know, from my roof. And so, you know, the other part of is it is, is really trying to take something that's happening so far away in another part of the world. How do you bring that home and how do you make people care about that in San Diego, you know? And is it our job to make them care about it? Shouldn't people want to care about it, right? Super profound question, right? And so I think it's it's a case-by-case -case basis, but I do appreciate anytime somebody tells us, you know, just what Laura was mentioning, like, I'm surprised we haven't heard from more people who are connected to all of the people from Central America whose tents were just torn open in the middle of the night and children displaced and people not being fed. Nobody was put in a hotel. Nobody was put in a hotel. And it doesn't make it, um, you know, that we want to be more, uh, see anybody suffer more than another group, just like the Ukrainians that are showing up at the border. But there are vast differences in the way that the groups were treated and the way the Biden administration has handled all of this. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. I think that um, is as much as I feel comfortable saying about the meeting that we sat in and we heard communities expressing how disappointed they were that wars and, and conflicts that are taking place in other parts of the world are not getting the attention that people feel they deserve. Yeah, to me, uh, uh, I left that that conversation, you know, troubled because, because it's one thing to say, for instance, the treatment of the migrant caravan, it's clear the discrepancies in the treatment. But uh, uh, what about our treatment as media? of these things. And I think that's where I really felt like, again, I don't think there is a clean or easy answer, but I, I you know, I don't want to get into the dangers of like the whataboutism. Should we not uh, uh, show the atrocities uh, in Ukraine because we've neglected the atrocities elsewhere? Nonetheless, the uh, you know, the mediaization of these atrocities in, in line with the government's uh, 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 agenda and these other issues of uh, uh, racial bias or ethnocentrism does have like raises some pretty uncomfortable questions about our role here. Laura, uh, we don't have a lot of more time, but you, you were mentioning something uh, in the conversation we had this afternoon about um uh just like a couple of shooting deaths that turned up on the wire and where that would play and i thought that was an interesting little uh, uh um foil to the conversation we're having right now could, could you share that right i i it just by happenstance as we were having a, a conversation related to this topic earlier um i mentioned that on the news services and and Part of this discussion was that as a local paper with a, a local staff, we're reliant on the news services for our coverage of world conflicts and world events. And uh, we were talking about kind of the agenda setting uh, function of the media. And so where the news services go, we have 
access to, to that coverage. But I was noting that um, there was a story that moved from the Associated Press about two people killed, shot and killed outside of, um, or now they're saying in a crowded bar in Tel Aviv. And, you know, there, there are tragically people killed all over the world every day. There is another story on the wire, a very short story about eight people killed uh, in a grenade attack in Congo. But I was also noting that the two killed in Tel Aviv, that is a 35 inch story that they have moved. And it's it's framed around, you know, this comes amid these uh, growing tensions, but it did note to me, um, you know, the difference in the treatment of uh, that story, two dead in a bar, they don't know a motive um, versus a lot of these other conflicts around the world. Yeah, was the, were the eight dead in uh, Congo or DRC? I believe the story said Congo. Because uh, that, that's one of the examples uh, uh, in recent history of a giant conflict that displaced uh, more than a million people and led to untold deaths that uh, really didn't get very significant coverage. I, I haven't gone back and looked at the UT's uh, archive, but I can imagine that it, uh, it um, was not very heavily covered. Um, which raises this whole question, you know, I guess that Laura just brought up like, you know, what is our role? Are, are we meant to reflect the things that people are interested in or care about? Or are we meant to uh, motivate people to care about things? Um, is our responsibility to, to regard all lives equally? Are we, you know, these are very, very difficult questions. And obviously, I guess the answer is we don't regard all lives, lives equally. We're prioritizing uh, in our coverage at all times. And I guess the lesson I get from you know, the current moment is, boy, when you look really closely at that prioritization, it really makes you think about, uh, about our own motives and what, whether we're how good a job we're really doing at making independent judgments and uh, whether really we're in a position where we're capable of doing so, both from the information that we're able to get and the resources that we have uh, and the bandwidth that we have to chart our own course. And, and those are very um, very humbling observations, I think. It's a, it's a tough situation. It's a tough job you guys all have. We all have in doing this. Um, Okay, Luis, uh, uh, any final thoughts from you? Because you also participated in, uh, in a number of these conversations, and I'd be interested to hear what you think in closing. Oh, I think we. I think I agree with Laura Castaneda uh, in hearing um, some of the concerns from our community advisory board members uh, that accused the mainstream media of news blackouts and whitewashes and. As soon as those concerns were coming out, I, I yes, I immediately thought of the uh, the stories of what's happening with uh, Ukrainian refugees at the border uh, being allowed in, and uh, and then um, the Central American migrants uh, being told no, not not so fast. 
And, and so you can't help but think, wait, is, is there some sort of, uh, um, does it have to do with, you know, someone's skin color? And so that's, uh, I think that's, but that's, uh, that's another conversation, I think, uh, for another podcast. Um, I think we will leave it there. Uh, I do want to hear uh, from uh, the, our listeners. Uh, you can email me at luis.cruz at sduniontribune.com. That's L-U-I-S dot C-R-U-Z at sduniontribune.com. That does it for this special edition of San Diego News Fix. Don't forget to listen to San Diego News Fix with Christy Totten for an in-depth look at local stories making headlines throughout the week. You can find San Diego News Fix wherever you get your podcasts. For everyone at the San Diego Union Tribune, thank you very much for listening. Have a great day, everybody.